0: I feel like looking into my piercing blue eyes. Okay, that's throwing you off, so I'm just gonna.
1: Okay. <laughs> if you liked what you heard here, I'll be...
0: <laughs> <laughs> remember to subscribe to Yeah No Yeah on iTunes. You should also rate us and leave us a review. And that's how it's done. <laughs> that's show business.
1: I want to play some of those outtakes.
0: Katie, do Not you need to get me. waxed again?
1: I really do. Is that what I'm getting from this? Okay. <sighs> Nothing soothes me more. We're good. good. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. I just want to jump right into the song.
0: Mama, 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 mama. Yeah, no,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It's Katie and Molly, and we're here to tell you.
2: Yeah, no,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: yeah, no, yeah. From the diaphragm. From the diaphragm. <laughs> I'm Katie, and the only cure for my hangovers is a Brazilian wax at 9 a.m. I'm Molly, and do you ever feel like your friends are always
0: bragging about their well-groomed pudendas? Do you also sometimes (laughs) feel like you're the only one who feels comfortable using pudenda in a sentence, (laughs) and like maybe you're too
1: smart for this world? (laughs) I've never heard it until today, and thank you for teaching us.
0: We're here in the studio with Mady. Special guest.
1: Special she, guest, friend of the show. She's the owner of Dozen Street, where we had our live show, which
0: you all Woo. should remember yes. and probably attended. And or maybe drunk. you
1: shouldn't remember yeah. it. <laughs> Hopefully you, you drank blacked enough. out afterwards. Hopefully you were too drunk to remember. <laughs> we're here with Mady today to ask her about the many lives she's lived, because no one can pack it in quite like Mady can. So we're here to just dig deep for a little while. While we're lucky enough to have her during her busy, busy day. Matey, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks. Good to be here.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's go through some of those lives you've lived that Katie mentioned. Uh, She told me some stuff before the show about you that blew my mind, did some Googling, learned some more. Uh, So I'm going (laughs) to tell you what I know, and then you fill in the blanks. Okay. So I know that you were in Philly for a while... Uh, and that you were very involved in theater there. Mm-hmm. And before that, you went through kind of a punk rock phase. <laughs> yes. And uh, and then you moved to My Austin. phase,
2: man. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> okay.
0: okay, we'll come back to that. <laughs> and, it, uh, and then you moved to Austin where you opened Dozen Street, which is me and Correct. Katie's favorite bar in Austin. Uh, so what did I miss? Is there anything else that's happened in your life that you think...
2: Gosh, I don't know. I think I'm on my third life. So my first life being, like, you know, growing up uh, in, a, in a military family and fairly conservative, fairly sheltered, traveled around. Mm-hmm. Um, my second life being uh, performing, raising a child and doing all that shit you mentioned in <laughs> Philadelphia. And uh, I'm on my third life now, which is cowgirl bar owner in Austin, Texas. And my next life is already planned out. Uh, I'm going to be super fucking rich. Oh, yeah. still, damn. Still foxy as I am now. Oh, yeah. Ooh. But I'm going to own a ranch somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and it's going to be like an artist retreat. Yes. And a, and a retirement home oh, for God all damn. my all my old, elderly, poor-ass artist friends yes. that think 401CK is banned.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally stole that joke. Gian Gia
2: Frito play. Anyway.
1: <laughs> no, I love that. You're, you're She's a community person. And that suits you, I think. Yes. I think it does. So I'm going to go into my favorite segment in the show, Tinder Minute. (laughs) So you recently joined Tinder. (laughs) Uh-huh. And you told me Bumble also. Uh Uh-huh. So any dates?
2: Uh, One. Been on one. Been on one. But uh, but really, that's that's not nearly as interesting as the is the fucking the Tinder shit. Tell it, yeah. So Tinder, you hate oh. Tinder? <laughs> yeah, I joined and then oh really? Because like, we love it. I, <laughs> I, Nothing but fun. I joined and then I checked back and then I spent like some time doing the left right left right thing, and uh, you know, shirtless looks like a junkie 26-year-old swipe right, you know, (laughs) like mid-40s, age-appropriate CEO of something fancy, goodbye, (laughs) anyway, and then I come back and I have all these matches, and, uh, but, but I, I kept looking at the left-right, you know, whatever, and seeing, like, people I know, people hang out at my bar, people that, like, have dated my friends, and I'm just... I don't know. Like it's I just feel like I've I've been caught. Like the just the stigma, the online dating, I'm embarrassed stigma. Right. I was like, I gotta get out of here. So I picked like six of them that I was like kind of interested in hearing from and I shot them on my phone number. I really (laughs) don't feel like that's as risky as people think it is. (laughs) No, it's like I mean, if they know where I work, like if they if they're gonna like ruin my life, they can ruin my life. (laughs) it's, It's easy enough to block them, whatever. So I shot Six guys like, yo, I'm out of here. I got to get off this Tinder, but call me if you want. (laughs) And then this one guy goes, hey, sassy Italian. Uh, And I'm like, hey, what's what's up? Identify yourself, you know? (laughs) And he was like, you know exactly who this is, unless you sent your number to more than one person. (laughs) (laughs) I was like grow up man I thought up. tinder was like hookup culture <laughs> yeah. am it i totally is. wrong like how i'm sorry oh, no, it are is... you offended i've given other men my phone uh, like, th- let of me explain if it is yours
0: i can explain <laughs> tinder is hookup culture for men but if you're a woman and you're on it you're still you're a whore, just a a whore.
2: you're either a whore or you're just you know you're just looking for one man at a time you know, either you're a virgin or a whore, but the you're whore, certainly the, not anything in between. It's
1: 2017, and we still just have those two options. And, do, yep. and you never know yep. if a dude wants you to be a whore or a Madonna. Right. You know what I mean? You nev- it's like some guys are like, I like that
2: Well, well as soon as they start sucking mm-hmm. on my titties, then I know. Then you know. And then
1: you Madonna. know. Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> so does anyone stick out, so other than that guy, is there any, <laughs> does anyone stick out as
2: someone you want to See, um, Oh, I thought you were just going to say, does anyone stick out? I'm like, there was this guy from Philly, and I was like, you're from Philly? That's cool, blah, 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 blah. And then it was like, user deleted. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, good, like okay, I'm going to try not to take this personally. I'm sure it's a complete coincidence. You probably got freaked out, like, left the whole site or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But then there's part of me that's like, wait, did he, like, look me up or he knows me? Maybe Let's I looked too deep. Before. Oh, yeah. I know. And then I'm like, Never I'm just being a total narcissist and making it all about me. But. That was interesting.
0: Well, this is very encouraging because you're like, uh, you know, you're a woman of the world. You've done it all, and like for <gasps> yeah. t- still Tinder, you're like, oh my god, I can't. And that's like very encouraging. <laughs> but I like
2: the Bumble actually, which oh, yeah. is started so by like, like Bumble. So one of the uh, people that started Tinder was just, a, just was so you know, woman. like our thing what?
0: about Bumble. Well, my thing about yeah. Bumble: the people on there too attractive. Don't care for it. <laughs>
2: Oh, two things. I That's haven't so- found that to be the case. <laughs> I, think, I think we are evenly divided. Okay. But uh, so, so it was a, a woman that was one of the designers of Tinder or founders. She left Tinder and founded Bumble with someone else. I thought that was interesting. Anyway, and it was sort of developed with women in mind, and it's uh, you know been jokingly referred to as the feminist Tinder.
0: Mm. but once
2: Once there's a mutual match, you have 24 hours to decide whether or not you're going to shoot the dude a message. Right. And then he has 24 hours to let it expire or respond back. And if he doesn't respond back, the whole thing just evaporates. You don't like continue to look at each other and wonder what happened or should we, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. It's like over done. And if it's someone you really, really like, you have this like one time option or maybe there's three of them and you can like extend it 24 hours. And then they're, I don't know. Sort of like letting letting it be known you you really want to hear from them. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I got a couple of those in the works I'm yeah. pretty interested in. Okay. they go from like yeah. twenty six to fifty seven was interesting nice. when i when I signed in. they were like, "What do you want your age range yeah. to be forty to seventy <laughs> was their guess. <laughs> oh, How no. fucking lame is that? That's though? fucking
1: lame. Or maybe yeah. that was
2: Tinder. Was that? That must have been Tinder because that doesn't sound like something a woman would design. No, <laughs> but someone did an algorithm and was like, "Yo, maybe a woman of your age to you be with. You certainly wouldn't want to be baby. with anyone under forty, right? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: actually, she likes the. You like a guy in his twenty? Is my, my favorite age. Magic
2: number, which is your. Age. It's a very you?
0: age. I'm twenty-eight, and twenty-six is
1: much too young for me. Yeah, you didn't when you were on Tinder, that you didn't have that age range. See, I'm 40 to 70. <laughs> that she There in you go. One. There you go. I'm 26 to 26. We should so switch 26. profiles.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Surprise! I know you don't look <laughs> anything like the girl you asked for. They're used
1: but to. You're <laughs> in my age range, so <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's okay. I tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> they should expect that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll have to keep. The internet world updated on your Tinder dating. I like some of the Facebook posts you've been I haven't gotten laid yet, Uh, but I haven't tried all that
2: hard. I mean, I've only been on a couple days. This is like three days old here. Okay. We'll give you two more days. (laughs) Two more days, and then I better 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 have 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 a good cock story. Yes. (laughs) Good. Otherwise, you're
1: never welcome back on this show. (sighs) Okay. Now we're going to go into questions. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so we usually we take questions from our listeners, but Katie and I have some questions for you about About. your life. Um, So tell us. So you went through a punk. Okay, I wrote down phase here. We're not going to say phase during the course of your punk lifestyle journey. (laughs) Uh, Can you tell me about some of your favorite memories from that era? And specifically, do you have any favorite? Injuries from punk-related
1: <laughs> brawls.
2: I'm gonna guess she does. Oh my god, that's a great question. Thank you. Um. Okay, so after my. Uh, first year of college I was exposed to, you know, punk rock and the counterculture, whatever, and I went and lived in Adams Morgan, D.C. for the summer. Hello! and I know about that. I had a fake ID, and I went to a reggae club on the 4th of July and got super (laughs) smashed, and there was a long line for the ladies' room, so I went in the men's room, but I decided to pee in the sink. So I decided to... Jump oh, up punk. on the okay. sink, <laughs> and the sink decided to come off the wall, oh, shatter on the ground. And <laughs> punk rock, lo and behold, yeah. there I am on the sidewalk, face down, oh. with blood pouring oh. everywhere. And there's a guy stuffing his t shirt that he's taken off like into my sliced ass cheek, oh. and uh, I had to have a blood transfusion, oh and I had 42 my. stitches, so I had three layers of stitches on my right butt cheek, which I then got covered with a Gary Larson tattoo of a googly-eyed snake.
0: Have you heard a more punk one. rock story in your life? Shit, I'm Speechless. <laughs>
2: I tripped on acid and swam across the Rio Grande to chase down wild horses with my friend Jen Diamond, and we were both in combat boots and bikinis because we were scared of cutting our feet on the rocks. This oh, was at Big Bend. We're, we're Rio Grande, first only question. the slide. Yeah, Big Bend, it's in southern Texas. Uh, it's right, you know, right
0: across but Mexico. But you
2: really can, like, what swim What were you going to
0: do with the wild horses when you caught them?
2: Oh, well, we were tripping Bug on acid, rock. so we were we were convinced <laughs> that we would be able to, like, you know, speak to them oh, in, like, some sort Go, of oh, nonverbal right. language. Horses and, and we were going to be like, hello, I'm your friend. I just want to ride you bareback into the sunset. And then and they, they were, were going to be cool fine with it. that. But actually, we get over there, and there's, there are these, like, freaked out, emaciated, skittish, sick horses <laughs> oh that are God. like, get away from me, you freaks.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm taking away from this is I have not done enough acid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you're not punk. I mean... What's more punk rock than horses being terrified
2: of you? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Um, but, okay, sidebar. When was that? Okay, so I grew up in D.C., Adams and Morgan. Um, it was
2: the summer of the riots, which was 1988. Okay. And there were actually, Ooh. there was a curfew. That's, and we had to yeah, be home at 10 born. o'clock. Uh, as or, you were born, sliced open. You had, to have, open. You had to have permission for, uh, for being, like, you had to have a reason to be out Oh a wow. curfew. Yeah. These are
0: like I don't adult know. Dark, times.
2: Yeah. dark times. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It was the ghetto. Identified Adams Morgan. That's the first neighborhood. Yeah, I okay, because
0: like when I went to <laughs> because when I went to Adams Morgan as a twenty one year old and like I would do like Madam's organ, that was probably there when you went there, right? No? no okay. Um that's a place that's no, there. That's <laughs> there now. Um and, like, yeah, so that, but that whole area has been there for a while, and now it's, like, it's so... It's very, like, frat boy It's boy-ish. like Williamsburg or something. Yeah. It's like... Oh, okay. It's flipped. Yeah, yeah so that was you. Yeah,
2: you flipped I You flipped that. Yeah. broke my, that sink, and they
0: said, we're cleaning up this neighborhood. This cannot happen again. We <laughs> don't need this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We get it.
0: So, okay, so at some point, you decided to put down your spiky, fingerless gloves <laughs> and pick up a quill to start writing plays. So how, can you talk a little bit about that transition into theater and acting?
2: Um, I I did theater in high school and my freshman year of college before I dropped out. And then when I went back several years later in Philly, I had to declare a major and I didn't really know what else to Mm -hmm. declare. So I was like, I guess I'll go back into theater but in the meantime classic theater major in the meantime I had been fronting like hardcore bands and I toured with Guar and everything so now my idea of theater was very different and I wanted to merge it with rock and roll but I took a class that was called performance art which is funny because this was 96 and it was like a new term it was like a new class it was Mm -hmm. like crazy that there was going to be a class called performance art oh my god and uh I wrote this weird little piece about this like uh, redneck cheerleader, and I had all these uh, new headshots that I had with my hair flying and fan, and I cut out, I cut them out and made masks for everybody, and I made my whole class put my face <laughs> on and do this like <laughs> cheer with me. Hunk. Anyway, it was really silly, but that developed into I ninety five, which was the first thing I wrote, which was a. Punk rock, white trash, rockabilly musical with strippers and puppets. It's sponsored by uh Oh my PR. god! Yeah. I know. And do you think you could do a, a, a one-woman reprisal
0: fringe? of that play for us no, right now? No, but
2: I do <laughs> Immediately. know that there's a really great uh, video. It was like a five-camera shoot oh. that was edited and everything. So we should have a party sometime where we where we show it and we all eat frito Fuck yeah. Oh my hell yeah! Yeah. Jesus, sorry, so, sorry, listeners. We'll try to get the word out to you. Well, yeah. we'll let you know where we're doing it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you, so to write a musical, I'm assuming you know how to write music, or was it? Or well, you had I had been, I had been
2: uh, fronting these bands, right. where I was the vocalist, and I would like dream up a song and then sing it to my guitarist. Awesome. You know, in a tape deck. <laughs> I think I've already aged Sign myself, so you know, out of that <laughs> bag. And um, and she, you know, she would compose it. So I did. Cool. I did sort of the same thing, but it was just on a on a bigger level. Okay, that's awesome. But I would be like, all right, I wrote a country waltz. You know, it was a rockabilly musical, so we had everything from like, um, uh, psycho billy to like country waltz. To like hoe down number, oh you know? Anyway, so I'd I'd come in and be like, it goes. I'm wishing and hoping you'll be all right, and they go, yeah, yeah, got it, and then they go write the song. That's so cool. And then I get nominated for Barrymore Award or for original music, and I don't even know how to write it. <laughs> oh, so Damn. that was one of your.
1: So my next question was, I know that you've been <laughs> nominated several times, and and but you actually won one Barrymore for lead actress. Uh huh. So the
2: categories you were nominated in were music. Um, best original music, okay. uh, best director. Wow. Uh best new play as playwright. Um, best emerging artist. Uh in my younger days when I was still emerging. <laughs> and you've emerged fully best now. Leading actress in a play, <laughs> which I was nominated for twice and the first time it was for my one woman show, so there is one of those. <laughs> and I lost to Lynn Redgrave. And I think that's more impressive than winning it the following year. Ye- <laughs> But I wanted yes. the following year to play yeah. a overweight Irish housewife.
1: And that was. So, what. Yeah. So, I, what I wondered is why do you think that stuck out? Like, what made that year the year you won? Obviously, you did a great job, but I did you know. even feel like you did? You know what I mean? Like, as an artist, like, were you impressed by your
2: own. So, I. I- I kind of like to think that awards are, are super subjective and okay. stupid. Yeah. So as much as I, my ego wants them and I'm like, oh, I want an award. I don't <laughs> really like believe in the whole idea of them. But I played an overweight person and they made me a little bit of a, of a fat suit. Okay. And okay. I cried a lot. And so I I joked that just like in Hollywood, I was like, I'm wearing a prosthetic and I cried. You're going to win. (laughs) So, you know, I didn't play a retard, but I still should win.
0: (laughs) And you were doing an Irish accent. Yeah. So you sound a little retarded. (laughs) We have an Irish (laughs) listener. We have
2: one one (laughs) Irish (laughs) listener. Hi, Johnny. Was
0: that your whole Irish accent? Uh Uh-oh, I
2: kicked the cord. Are we still good, sound guy?
0: Chris, Um, how we doing? We're good. <laughs> okay. Can is you give us a little Irish accent? Can you give us a taste a of that taste. monologue that won an award?
2: Uh of that? No. Well, <laughs>
0: just like one word. Give us two
2: words. <laughs> from your award-winning performance. I could probably do an Irish accent. I don't think if I could I can remember any of that text. But actually what's funny is I was interested in that play because of a play I directed called Lime Tree Bower by Conor McPherson, an Irish play, and it was three men. And I actually remember the um, opening line of that play, which was "Go uh, on." Uh, Damian came to our school halfway through the term. He was different than everybody else there. Even his uniform made him look cool. <laughs> Something <laughs> like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm in Ireland. All what I wouldn't know him? so much more. Like who? Like why was his uniform different? Like what? What, what the fuck was his <laughs> well, problem? We should do that play sometime. We uh, should. Well, you know, Hello. Was, Hello. I learned a lot
2: of terms. Like, you know, I'm gonna hit the jacks. What bathroom. is that? Oh. Yeah. The Jacks. I That's what they call it in that.
0: plays?
1: In theater? <laughs> in Ireland.
0: In Ireland! Theater people uh, are wild. Okay,
2: yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna go down to the pub and get me some and drink. <laughs> I mean, I can do that, too. That's my friend Fergie. Do not the rest of the interview, please. Yeah, no, please. <laughs> right, oh, you you're gonna have to get me some Irish whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> that we could do if you What's want. Get some
1: Irish tequila. <laughs> um, so speaking of theater, tell us more about this 24-hour play. That you yeah, Katie, start- I'm obsessed with this. I've yeah, already
2: Katie kind told, of told me. Her. I'm just
0: going to tell you what Katie told me. Uh-huh. I couldn't find in my very thorough googling of you. I couldn't find uh, info about this, but it's uh, probably
2: because you googled my name with M A Y D E. Oh fuck, which is That's how I thought it when I moved to you. Austin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's M A D I. Well, shit. Because then you'd find like thousand thousand people. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck.
0: Katie, that's just the kind that's, of information that's all that's, that's well, that I would like know. to have before we interview a celebrity. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Just cut, just cut the. Well, right, I am surprised done. you found anything
2: under M A Y D E E. No, I did. I just it, was, did it was in Austin.
0: It was just one weird article, but yeah. So this twenty uh, <laughs> But, like a not real newspaper, but yeah. Katie told me that you did a twenty-four hour show. That then the idea is that it's this French play about. On we, as they would say in France, or boredom, and so then you would do it over and over over the course of twenty four hours, and everyone gets loopy by the end, and it's also like you know a comment that's on right. boredom,
2: right, right, yeah, that's live. Yeah. Did I do? I and did it did a became good that was a that. pretty damn good synopsis. Because <laughs> We had lunch, and I'm like, tell me everything, but you <laughs> know. so it's, it's a Eugene yeah. Ionesco play. It's absurdist, which uh, was a you know, uh, Samuel Beckett, most people are familiar mm-hmm. with that's absurdism. So mm-hmm. it was like a contemporary mm-hmm. Beckett. Um, and uh, it was in 1950. And it's a one-hour play. If you direct it pretty much as it's written, it, it happens to come in at about an hour. And But it ends where it begins. Like the first couple lines of dialogue start over. So you get the idea that the play has started all over again, but now Mm. the Martins have become the Smiths, like the younger couples now playing the old, tired couple. And then the curtain falls. And so my stoned little undergraduate brain, when I read it, was like, oh my God, you have to do it again. But now the Martins play the Smiths, and the Smiths play the Martins. And then you do it again. And they switch roles every hour on the (laughs) hour for 24 hours. And then they get loopier, and it becomes an absurdist existential sleep deprivation experiment. And, uh, uh, and then yeah. we did it all in black and white, what? including their makeup. So the only thing of color on stage at all was like their pink tongues. Wow, weird. Ew. Oh, their makeup, their <laughs> nails were gray, their lips were oh, black, yeah. so it would look like it was red lipstick or whatever, or the dudes, it would be like silver. Like, it was really cool. So it got me a shit ton of attention. It was, yeah. uh, it headlined the that was New York the first International of time, right? Festival. Around uh,
1: these parts it was kind parts. of the first
2: 24-hour performance thing I can I can find that any record so wild. of, which yeah. then became like a staple of yeah. the fringe festivals, which then became a staple of like uh, improv festivals and stuff, like doing the 24-hour performance marathons and shit. Damn, I know. I really wish you had Googled my name, because <laughs> like. We, really, so I, we really shit the bed here. I
0: Googled <laughs> I Googled your Austin name only. Molly will but, beat okay. me later for this. So, so <laughs> just you wait. Um but yeah, so I wanna go back to something you mentioned, guar. That's a big name.
1: Guar is huge.
0: So, okay, my understanding my... of Guar, haven't been to one of their shows, but no. they, like, ejaculate paint onto the audience, et cetera, it's, and then you go away with, like, clothes that are stained forever, and you like, oh, Guar, this is my Guar shirt. Right, they bled all over me, Yay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so how did you of. get?
0: How did you get kind of? <laughs> not, 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 you don't get it. Pretty but, much. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, Just like, not it's not cool.
2: exactly pain. <laughs> not it's cool. it's a homemade blood, whatever. But how did you get involved with them? Um, so I was living in Richmond, Virginia, and I was uh, going to Virginia Commonwealth University, and I was studying theater, and I was studying Shakespeare, and I thought this is so lame, like, <laughs> like. You know, people should be paying a penny to watch this from the pit, and they should be throwing rotten vegetables at the stage. Like, what is all this, like, oh, we're going to go be really quiet and pay a lot of money and sit in the back and not Mm -hmm. talk, you know. So uh, there was an open mic at the Jade Elephant on Gray Street, and I went and did this piece from Taming of the Shrew. This cape piece. And I passed out a box of rotten vegetables from this restaurant. (laughs) And I had people pelting me with all that during the show. Anyway, after the show, this guy comes up and he's like, Hey, I'm Dave Brocky from Guar. And I was like, (laughs) hey. I like
0: the way you catch a rotten tomato. I was like,
2: (laughs) I'm Mady DiStefano from Fredericksburg. (laughs) I had no fucking clue who Guar was. This was before... I think anyone outside of Richmond would have known who they were. I mean really they were just like on the edge of blowing up um, but that's how I met Dave and we and we dated for a while and he asked me to Damn. open for him at the um, open for them at the tattoo convention there open
0: like with your with, with your
2: my thing and then thing. I had to go put all white on. It. I was sacrificed as a virgin. I had to squeeze blood packs as they gouged my eyes out like whatever. Mm. and I went on tour I got on the Guar bus um, which gave me scabies and uh, then there's, there's a punk rock punk rock injury <laughs> not <number> three uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then I uh, I went with them to Boston and then I stopped traveling there because they were staying at the Causeway Loft in Boston which was the coolest place I had ever seen in my young young life but they were looking for a roommate there, and I, I moved into this loft in Boston. So that's when wow. I got off the Guar bus.
0: Goodbye, Guar bus. <laughs> imagine, guarpa. imagine like a yellow Bye, submarine. <laughs> <yurungus>. <laughs> imagine like a yellow submarine type cartoon where they like yeah. pull off, and you're like, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Starting my new life. <laughs> no more blood packets
2: yeah, for it was, this woman. That's exactly like. That. <laughs>
1: So why, what brought you to Austin? Do you have any theater projects here? Are you done with that phase? But we know you're not because you're teaching a right theater for, for musicians.
2: So what brought me here was my sister. My sister's lived here for almost 20 years now. Wow. Well, she's recently moved to Smithville, but before that she was in Austin And so I've been visiting here for a long time, and because I had an unusual schedule as a theater artist, I was able to come for, like, two weeks at a time or a month at a time. So I came a lot, and I had my own circle of friends here and everything. And I had been committed to staying in Philadelphia through my daughter's high school graduation. She's 22 now. So the minute she graduated high school, I sold my house in Philadelphia and moved here. And that's what I opened the bar with, is the money from the sale of my Philly house. Because I identified okay. that neighborhood too. <laughs> Bought it in the
1: ghetto, cha-ching. And now you're on 12th and Chicome.
2: Yep. Working on that neighborhood. She's making it happen, everyone. But I'm not a bad person. No, you're not. It's, you I'm a gentle gent. I'm the gentle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, I actually used to live on that street where that uh, where Dozen Street is. I used uh-huh. to live like right across from the barbecue place. And I had to move from that house because there was a peeping tom.
2: Wow. Jerking so, it in their backyard.
0: Jerking it in the backyard, yeah. probably. Um. So, yeah, but, you know, I feel like with you there, now that situation. <laughs> oh, where's it? It's going to be under control.
2: <laughs> with me there, now the Peeping Tom's watching me. Yeah. So <laughs> everybody's good. The Peeping Tom just moved to Dozen Street.
1: So what, so
2: when you saw, okay, what made you open a bar? Um well before I left Philadelphia so I bartended ages ago mm-hmm. when I was uh first starting my career
1: That makes sense for theater I feel like they're yeah, often bartenders.
2: Yeah it made it made <laughs> perfect sense but I got fired because I kept giving away my shifts to like go do this off-Broadway yeah. show in New York and I was in graduate school and I was a mom and it was like Oh and you know it, the and they were stuff. like I we feel like this is your number one priority
0: and I was like no shit No shit wow, really
2: <laughs> like over my daughter and my MFA yeah. okay all right But anyway so I, I didn't and then I didn't bartend for a long time but uh...
0: I feel like you don't <laughs> love this bar as much as your baby. And that's a problem yeah, it's for a us. Problem.
2: <laughs> Um and I still don't and I never <laughs> will. <laughs> but uh then I I uh many many years later I'm at an opening night party at this place called Plays and Players. Which um, the Paramount reminds me a lot of, but it's much smaller. but it's uh, you know, it's over 100 years old and it has like cathedral ceilings and it's painted. And it's just really cool. And upstairs there's this like old man pub there, this like bar, <laughs> and they were having the opening night party up there, but they, this was not a bar that was ever open. But there was a certificate on the wall, and it was a, um, a late night public assembly like private club, private members only license. And I was like, do you guys realize what you have here? And they were like, what? And I was like, you can be open until 3 in the morning. And they were like, why would we want to be open until 3 in the morning? I was like, how's your uh, nonprofit arts funding going these days? (laughs) So anyway, they let me open the bar on weekends, and then ultimately it was seven nights a week. And now it makes them $250,000 a year, and they have, like, seven people on staff. And before it was all, like, volunteer Anyway. Damn. So I was like, wow, look at all that money I made somebody else. (laughs) There it goes. So I wanted to buy this. I wanted to to skip to life number four with the artist ranch, but I didn't have enough money. But I was visiting my sister, and I was like, you know, I could take my little sale of the home nest egg and see if I could capitalize on a bar in Austin while it's growing, while it's booming, make some money, and then go do the artist retreat. So that was... Yeah, that was my plan. Now my plan is to just get out of it alive.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and you will. And like we mentioned earlier, Molly and I love that bar. We originally started going because Johnny, our friend, plays on Johnny Sundays. Holden. Yeah, Johnny Holden just does his little Sundays five o'clock Sundays. Five, he has to call it. What does he call it? Heady Sunday. I don't know what he says. But we—that's when we first started going, and then we just, you know, never stopped. Um, it and has I, everything I, I look seem, for. Yeah, in I not seem to leave there. I wake up there. So in my mind, I'm like, Dozen Street. Um, But yeah, so we, so kind of what I'm wondering, is is it what you had hoped it would be? Because it is booming. You know, I mean, people love it. People talk about it. Last night, I was there. You're you're always there. You're
0: always like, hey, I'm at Dozen Street. And I'm like, bitch, I know. Yeah, no, no no one ever has
1: to wonder. Meg was like, I'm coming to Dozen Street. I was like, how do you know I'm here? She's like, where else would you be? (laughs) Um, And last night was packed. And so is it, Becoming kind of what you had envisioned for it?
2: Um, not at all, but nothing ever is, yeah. really. Yeah. Like, what did you think I, I envisioned wanted. a neighborhood bar. Okay. I envisioned, like, the wheel. Got it. You know, or uh, or maybe sort of what's happening, like, at King Beer Rio Rita's. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just a bar. But... No one was coming at all, and because of my performance background and I knew a couple people in Austin, Like the easiest thing for me to do was throw some events together, and that was bringing people out. And so it just became very event-oriented, and it Mm -hmm. still is to this day. Luckily, there's enough people that love it and enough people in that neighborhood now that if we don't have an event, there's still going to be people that show up to drink. But there was a time where if we didn't have an event... You weren't getting any. Like, you'd have an entire night of no one coming in. Right. That is hmm. really depressing. And you
1: think it's the location that did that originally? Yes. I think that's going
2: to change Absolutely. quickly if it hasn't already. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I didn't have neighbors on either side of me, and now, oh, I, have, okay. now I have all kinds of neighbors, which I yeah. think is great. Uh, people don't feel as creepy just walking from <laughs> their parked car to the front door. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, this um, Full
1: Circle Bar, King B. Plus, the more Rita, empty it is, the more creepy yeah. it is. So yeah. it'd be like,
2: oh, I, I went by that bar. I had fun at one I night, but I went in, and there was bar. nobody there, but there <laughs> were <laughs> creepy guys out front. Like,
1: <laughs> right, no, that makes... Yeah. I think it's... That's, like, the hop and strip now. And on some nights, like, people yeah. are on 12th and Chicago
2: Well, I think part of our success is due to the fact that, you know, the most recent, like... Hip non gentrified area has flipped, so now it's not cool anymore. Now it's expensive, and now there's parking meters. Which now area? Are you East about? 6th. East yeah. 6th. Or Rainy yeah. Street, or any place no, like you're that. right. Like it becomes the new secret. Yeah. yeah. And then it's hip, and then suddenly they put in parking meters. That's so right. And they, you know, it all goes to hell. And then the cool places can't afford their rent anymore. And yeah. The, you know. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I don't know how many years we have.
1: Yeah, yeah. Write that,
2: it out. You should hit it while you can, kids. Twelfth <laughs> inch cone, kids. <laughs> if you street. take away
0: anything from this, remember that no plan happens the way you think it's going to. Yes,
2: but then that's okay. Cone. You just morph with like <laughs> what it needs to be. You know what I mean? You I'm yeah. I'm punches. thrilled with what it is, but it's not what I picture.
1: Right? That. Yeah. I love but neither
2: that. is you know my my life or my or my child. Or right? My, you know anything? <laughs> you know? Just <laughs> um, not.
1: What I thought she'd be, but she's, great. she's amazing. Yeah, but no, I didn't I'm think sure she was great. gonna be
2: like, I'm going down to shore with my friends and getting water ice. I didn't expect her to talk like that. That's awesome. oh that's What awful. with all my diaphragm training and whatnot. <laughs> Daughter, speak from your diaphragm.
0: <laughs> it's so funny the idea of someone who has like that accent and then they speak from the diaphragm, and all of a sudden, <laughs> the rain in Spain—that's the only thing. It's like your diaphragm. It's
1: your diaphragm. <laughs> Um, well, Deep want, in your pussy. That's
0: where it's
1: located. I want to open it to the listener questions now. So that was our own Meaty Twenty Twenty interview. Um, thank you for letting us do that. So we had. Um, thank you for letting
0: us, Barbara Walters.
1: You. Yeah, we did our we did our best. I was going to try to do a Barbara Walters. I don't think I can. It's best that you didn't. You don't oh. have a theater background like <laughs> Maddie and I do.
2: Well, seeing as you're not a professional. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> you guys are I'm having a hard time today <laughs> with you. Um, so we have a question from Chris's brother in Austin. I'm sorry, I don't know your name. Chris is our recording engineer. Yeah, this is... Go, Chris!
2: <laughs> what
1: is your go-to spot to pick someone up
2: for sex? One would assume. God, it's such a great question. I wish I had a better answer. <laughs> but um, I spend a lot of time at my bar, and if I say that I that I go home with people I meet at my bar, that's opening myself up to a whole wealth of problems from the age of twenty six to fifty two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, handsome, have job, not heroin addicts, maybe, <laughs> but, like uh, maybe but look are. like maybe they are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway.
1: <laughs> to your own bar. Only because that's where you're at a lot.
2: So, really, the question should be, like, does anyone have an advice for me in terms right. of, like, where's my new go-to hookup mm. spot? I mean, it could be Bumble. We'll see. We'll yeah, find out. The, I think really the answer is <laughs> people or go to Bumble. it could be this house. Your recording engineer and his brother are both hey, super
1: hot. guys. Like, you know. Don't brother know fantasy. I do they, they feel about that. Oh, my that. God. Is that real? I, no. Brother fantasy no. is a real thing. No, no, no. no. Not in my for world. For them? Well, no. <laughs> or for women? <laughs> for women to sleep with two brother no really yeah look I, there's a, a lot i, I don't up. know
0: <laughs> but i was just thinking like king b very sexy place we Katie bring a, I, I used to bring it. all my As, dates like there. a date because it's like dark and you could meet on Bumble and then go to King B and have I like a whole B-themed relationship. But I, never pick, I go to King
2: yeah. B and I talk to the owners because they're my friends. So I'm not really
0: like wandering
2: around. No, they're a couple. Yeah, they're, they're about married. to be married. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, at least they're almost. <laughs> oh, okay. so they're madly in love with one another. Wait, the bearded guy? And the, awesome. guy. Mm-hmm. And and the uh, woman. Colette.
0: Yeah. yep. Okay. The Billy and Colette, shout out. I did notice they're like... Point of pungent chemistry. That's the wrong word. I don't to <laughs> say <pungent. laughs> she Electric. Meant tactile she, I, she meant. electric, guys. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. think where I've picked up people successfully is like Beerland. Like anywhere punk shows are being played, I just go and like Who's was a cute punk you And You should then, take me to some
2: Beerland oh, yeah. punk shows before Beerland, you leave town. Beerland. Right? She, she would love Beerland.
1: Beerland.
0: Beerland. The answer is Beerland. The band was
2: Beerland. Oh. Did I see George Clinton there outside? Probably. was <laughs> <of an evidence? laughs> there there passed me a, a joint, and it was like... And I hit it like I would normally hit a joint. And the next thing you know, I was like, "I gotta go lie down." You <laughs> know, I was
0: dead. This is some kind of George Clinton. No, Beerland,
1: Beerland's great because it's all dudes. It's like very rare oh, to even yeah. see a girl in there. So oh, you, really? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of hmm. have
2: your pick of the
1: happy hunting limit. grounds. Yeah.
2: The numbers are in my favor. They are. We'll saying. go. We'll, we'll go. You know we'll, how I feel about numbers. <laughs> we'll be creepy
1: together, yeah. and we'll just separate people by our age range that we're, we're
2: into. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll
0: just shepherd them like yeah. sheep dogs. 20
2: <laughs> You'll it's take deep. the younger men, I'll take the older men, and then we'll secretly
1: switch.
0: Yeah, we'll just switch <laughs> her out
1: Sorry, guys. Again, we're sorry we're promoting tricking people into meeting up with you. It's <laughs> not great. We're it's not. not we haven't done it.
2: We're being sarcastic.
1: We're just living
2: it. It's satirical. I mean, sarcastic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love when people say, like, it's satire. And it's like, what are you satirizing? <laughs> right.
2: Sometimes it's not satire at all. It's, it's not. It's, you think that's just some blanket excuse you can use it's for, like, satirized. racism or yeah, something? Exactly. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good satire is good satire. I'm fine with that. Right. But uh, but when it's not even that at all. I'm or when people say, I was just being, being ironic.
1: And you're like, do you know what that I'm means? I'm like,
2: mm. Or I was just making a pun, and it's not, not, <laughs> oh, not a pun, but That's okay. That's one where
0: people are like, pun, and it's like, no, you just used the wrong fucking word. <laughs> you know?
1: No, I know. I don't use these anyway, words. And it wasn't
2: like a witty joke that rhymes with the right word. It was just like, <laughs> you don't know your just, You don't know to speak.
1: <laughs> but yeah,
0: I've never picked up anyone anywhere, so I have no advice. <laughs> Stay home
1: is not true you know is it? Yeah. well she's I mean she's oh, no. you've dated but she, you've never or picked dated, up someone from but a bar. I've never
0: been like hey what's your sign She's I not assume it.
1: people move their <laughs> elbows a lot like I am when <laughs> you haven't mastered up. the creepy moves that yeah. I have yeah which you saw firsthand this week oh god it was <laughs> scrumptious to yeah watch. you just take a quick shot of tequila and then you stumble over to a cute boy and you go <laughs> hey
2: wow <laughs> and, then, and then that's that that's huh. that
1: Wow. Pat- not look does it work every nice. time? For me, yeah. But <laughs> we'll we'll see. Second question and final question from anonymous in Austin. Do you think that polyamory is real and possible to have a happy and healthy relationship? What is the what is the ultimate way to display love for someone in that situation? I don't know if this question's worded kind of strange. And how do you individually, Molly, Matey, Katie? How do you show your person that you love them? If you have a person, how have you shown them that you love them? Let's start with the um, first part, polyamory. Do you think you can have a successful polyamorous relationship? Um, I, I do. Yeah. Um,
2: what would the rules I be there? I cannot say that I've completely successfully had that kind of relationship. But I've come close enough that I believe in it. And okay. I did have an open relationship with a boyfriend where we were... Um, uh, Our arrangement was we could have sexual relations with other people as long as we were um, safe in terms of STDs, and we had to come, return home at night to go to bed. Got it. Okay. And we could not bring them home. And then we had a don't ask, don't tell, don't lie kind of thing, where if it was like, are you sleeping with Don? And you are, you'd have to say yes, yes. but you're not going to go, so hey, so I'm sleeping with John. Got it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're not really. lying, but it's like there's no need to there's offer no, no. up all this information. And then we had another rule, which was if you feel like you're getting really into someone or you're falling in love with someone or you're starting to see the same person over and over, you got to tell me and we'll take it from there. Got it. I'm not saying that that's a deal breaker. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying I'm going to want to know, or I'm going to feel like I was cuckolded and shit went on behind my back and it's not cool. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't want to not have information I need, but if it's information that I don't really need to know, cause I don't like care like who and what, like some girl sucks <laughs> your dick. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so that's my, that's, okay. those are kind of the rules that I think might be easiest to live by now to the, I mean, I don't know. Do you all want to answer that first? I kind so,
0: of agree okay, with that. Okay, but <laughs> you said, yeah, that all makes sense, what you said. I don't think I could just because, like, I'm too uptight, but, right. like, uh, I can see how that works. For I don't know other if people. it's uptight. Like- I think
1: it just. Doesn't work for yeah, some Yeah, it's just not people. my... I don't think I would ever
2: try in any other I just other don't have the energy. Then. Some people aren't like, sexually attracted to someone they're not in love with. You know what I right, mean? Right, that's and, also a big thing. And for some, some people, thing. you know, I mean, people yeah. are looking for different things. Sometimes it's just like, it's a it's a dopamine rush, or it's oh, an yeah. ego challenge, or it's a, you know... Like, people have different reasons for wanting to hook up with right. others. I maybe it's know? important yeah. to
1: identify... What those reasons are, you know what I mean. Like before yeah. you get into it, like why do I yeah. seek something outside of this, right? Yeah. You know, this right. uh, one person.
0: Yeah. Do you feel okay? But you said that it wasn't quite successful. Do you want to share with the group? Like what? What do you think made it? Yeah. Not what didn't make work? that successful?
2: Um. I think that he did not want to sleep with other people. But that he agreed to it because he knew that saying no uh, was going to ruin what we had. and be, But it. also because he believed that it should be able to be open. Like, he, he was very right. open about, like, I don't believe in, like, one man, one woman. Or, like, I really believe in open relationships. So I feel like he didn't want to go back on that. But <laughs> yeah. I will say... That I probably would not have started sleeping with other people if our sex life had remained as good as it was when it started. Mm. And he stopped sleeping with me when he moved in with me because he found out that I hadn't paid my property tax. And he was like, I could be thrown out on the street any minute. I was like, you're going to be thrown out on the street talking to me like that. What the (laughs) fuck do you care? It's like none of your business. I own the house. (laughs) But, uh, for like when I was thinking, like, it just like, made what? him so. He was so uptight about it. It made him so mad yeah. that he wasn't attracted to me anymore. Oh, I think wow. that's what happened is like when you're angry with someone, no matter how sexy they are, oh, you're yeah, like, you uh uh, uh uh, I think you're disgusting, or you want you know to I mean? fuck them. So he stopped so, like, sleeping right. with me. I said, We're cool with the open relationship thing now, right? And he was like, I guess. Yeah.
1: Ah, um, okay. It really
2: should be mutual. It should be I, mutual, well, mutual. you guys But he said it was. It. Yeah, no, that's not. I on only you. found out through a, a mutual friend of ours, <laughs> like, years later yeah, that's that, not on you. that he yeah. never that
0: was, was actually, actually, actually,
2: actually cool so with it.
0: So I think, like, sincerity, you know, mutual yeah. uh, mu- agreement. So and had that he said, like, I'm not cool
2: with it, we would have yeah. broken up sooner, and that would have been better Got for it. everybody. Right. So in yeah. the end, like, Still, Still again, the truth wins. Like he should have just said, "No, I'm not cool with it." And he would have been like, "Fine,
0: yeah." And I mean, maybe you should have paid your property taxes. <laughs> just said that. I thought Whoa, we weren't going to get politics in here. Stealing feeling political. Oh, did you Molly, not pay- she's no. a celebrity. Did you not pay them not for not political? Felabrity. That's different. <laughs> did you not pay them for political reasons? No. Okay. Cool. Wow, <laughs> if I swung
2: this mic just right, I would smack you in the face, wouldn't it? Please say And me. then we'd be able to hear you.
1: <laughs> you know, I deserve it. I deserve okay, it. final part of the question needs to be answered. How do you show your love to those you love? What's your love language?
2: Well, I think <laughs> the rule about if you're starting to feel extra special about someone else, you've got to be honest about it. If, if you're two people that otherwise have an honest relationship, and you can believe each other, then you don't have anything to worry about. Because it's like, no. Yeah. He doesn't like that girl that much, or he'd tell me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you really, really trust each other, then you have that freedom. But if you're also doing that, you're in polyamorous relationship, I I think, as with any relationship, it's just important to always reaffirm, like... Yeah. I love you. You're my girl. I'm so glad to wake up next to you every day, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah
2: and And like what we have is completely separate and different than just like this physical thing I'm getting off on, yeah, you know
1: reaffirmation,
2: I yeah, totally agree, totally,
0: yeah, and also like uh I and think...
2: truth and truth, yeah, like you can't just affirm it when it's not real <laughs> and hope that's gonna make your polyamory okay, right, yeah. right. Like, yeah, it has but to be, be true honest. it has to be like I'm in love with you and that's completely different than what's happening over here yeah right now.
0: and I don't think there's like a special thing that you can do for this other person that will make their insecurities about what you're doing true. okay like if you suddenly buy them flowers that's right. not going to that's but going that's to A make anything. them very no. suspicious but if you're always <laughs> honest with them
2: and yeah. you're, you're always showing your love to them then they'll trust you they won't give a shit
0: yeah there it is there it is any other questions Austin Go to Dozen Street. Yeah, go (laughs) to Dozen Street (laughs) and ask for Manny. And she's ready to ask. We just have
1: to thank you for your time.
0: Thank you so much. This was
1: like the best guest we've had.
0: Is it too early to say this is my favorite episode? I think this is my favorite episode. Yeah,
1: I don't think... You know what? We're done after this. I'm never going to record again. It's over. It's over.
2: So, So Molly, when do we start our show?
1: Hey! Okay, I guess I'm out. there's the door. Goodbye. Goodbye. I would be honored to be replaced by me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's it?
0: I mean, I guess that's fine. Chris,
1: we're yeah. done. Yeah. Chris. We're done. Get in <laughs> here. get your brother <laughs> in here with you.
2: <laughs> 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 An outer space orgy will freeze of all races. As bright orange comes that is slugs with our faces. Meteoroid and to Omnisexuals, the dis-